0: hey you busy Mm -mm. okay let me run something past you real quick okay after we got off the phone last time talking about you know worry and trust and faith and all that I started thinking about the whole thing about trust sometimes I like to look at things from a different perspective and I'm like okay so trust, where do we learn it? How does it develop? If you have a little bit of it, how is it strengthened? Is it rooted in something else? You know, my brain kind of just went all kind of ways. And so I said, you know, let's go back all the way to the doremi of it all, right? So, you know, I like my handy-dandy. So I looked up the definition of trust with certain new Oxford American Dictionary. And it says, trust is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Then I was like, man, okay, so, I mean, that gives me a good piece of what I'm trying to go for, but it doesn't really, like, where does it start? So, If you don't know, I have a background in psychology, counseling, all of that. I'm drenched in why do we act the way that we do? Why are we wired to produce things? And what's all of that? What's the root of it all? So I wanted to share with one of the primary significant things of trust, where it starts with all of us. So there's this guy called Eric Erickson, right? He's a theory, a psychosocial development, and one of the first stages that he has each person in is the stage called trust versus mistrust. Now, in this stage, it begins at birth, is what he's initially promoting or have written about because he's no longer with us. But um, it starts from birth, and it's supposed to last your first year right and everyone is you know the first year is always important that's why they pretty much say the first year of marriage is important because the first year is symbolic in my opinion of the foundation of what the rest of your life is going to be built on right okay so that's me that's not eric erickson moving forward so pretty much it lasts for a year and infants learn to trust that their caregivers will meet their basic needs if these needs are not consistently met, mistrust, suspicion, and anxiety may develop. Now, let me break that down to the elemental P. So, essentially, what he's saying is, and the study of that psychosocial development is when a child is crying, depending on the cry, You know, some have the, "Eh," some have a high pitch, "Eh," but they are learning through their communication of crying with the other parent. Can I rely on you? So essentially we come out with, and studies have shown that our brains are just pretty much one big blob, right? Right. We don't start to get the indentions and the memories and the lines, like literally physically on the brain. The brain does not start to develop once we are into our environment because the brain's responsibility was to wire us to self-preserve, to be protected according to our environment. That's why, again, you can have a child that you can play hard rock, heavy metal, and that baby is super sleek. And then you can have another baby where everything is a startled situation because their brain was not wired for that in that environment. So placed in another environment, it's a different response. So when a child is crying, the child is not only learning, hey, am I going to be fed, but can I trust you with my needs is what this first stage of trust versus mistrust is at. And so I was looking at that and I was like, man, that's why a lot of the times, you know, old school doctors and wise psychologists say that when you are going to go get a a child out the crib, playpen, whatever it is, that you should not initially pick them up. So if a child is crying on a, you know, a normal kind of like, oh, okay, then they have learned that's the highest that my pitch needs to be in order for my need to be met. But if they need to go ahead and stand up, if they can, or lay down and do a little, and like really take it from the, no, 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 no. Like if it's coming from the Deborah Cox, like where did you hit that note? You have taught that child. That is the octave that you need to communicate at all times to get your need met. So why psychologists have always said, If a child is outrageously screaming, you go over to them and you say, hey, and you kind of talk to them and you ease them out of that for them to know you did not have to scream that loud in order to get this bottle, in order to get your your pamper change, in order to get my attention. Because once they equate that level of cry to, oh, an answer, you need to then rewire them to no, 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 no. It doesn't take that. So a child that's used to set parents sleeping through alarms, they probably got the, you know, the gospel cry like, ooh, yeah, that sends chills. This can make break a brick of glass or something. So I say all that to say, we have learned trust before we even learned anything else, according to this particular, you know, theorist. Eric Erickson. So looking at how children communicate, because it says the first year, communicate with their parent, it made me think of, is that the way that we communicate with God? Is that why we strain ourselves to make certain things happen get all the way through all of our plans all of our great ideas to make such and such come to pass and then we get to the end of it and we're like you know what just forget it and then that's when we you know activate our faith aka we throw our hands up and we say forget it and then all of a sudden we learn oh you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and pray because there's nothing else i can do Did we teach ourselves that we have to get to that level of exhaustion, hurt, pain, what have you, in order to get a response or communication going with God? Like why don't we just fast forward through that? Through the emotions, through the I can't take no more, through the I give ups and it's nothing else I can do. Whatever happens, happens. Why don't we just fast forward through that and just say, Ooh, problem? Hey, meet God and then keep it moving. But a lot of us, if you're really honest and you dig a little deeper, We are communicating with God the way that we've communicated with our caregiver, with our parent, your legal guardian, whomever raised you. If this thing said right here with Eric Erickson, that if the need was not met in your most primitive, formative first year of life, that if your needs are not met consistently, that mistrust, suspicion, and anxiety may develop. How you one years old with anxiety? I'm sorry. How, how you? How you too suspicious? What you suspicious of? The cartoons? If they real? Like what? How deep does that go? But on a serious note, I think a lot of us have trust issues because it started at home first. And it just developed and it developed and it developed. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't sound good out loud, but a lot of us feel like, how can I trust the God that I can't see and the people that I have seen let me down? I mean, let's just keep it 100. We all family here, right? And that's a valid question. That's a valid assessment. The perspective just needs to be adjusted. Because I think God purposely allows people to do what people do, which is they let people down. Why? Because they aren't perfect. That's why the Bible says leave room for fault for other people. Because there's one thing you can count on with people, and it's that, that they're going to hurt you, no matter, or disappoint you, no matter how big their heart, no matter how great their attention. I mean, think about stuff that you've done. With the best intentions and the and the, the greatest of the hearts, you, yes, you, have let certain people down. And how did that make you feel? You know, you didn't do it purposely, you didn't, but we're human. And as long as we are in this shell, there is someone that we're going to disappoint because we are not perfect. So it shouldn't be a matter of, well, how can I trust a God that I can't see? and you know i i haven't been able to trust the people that i can flip it people are going to disappoint me because they aren't perfect but the trust that i'm looking for in people i can always make god is going to always make sure that i can trust him why? I mean, he gives us so many confirmations. He says he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And a lot of times we're looking for all those attributes in the shell of the very people who are going to disappoint. Because they're not perfect. So we come out with this I need to know that I can trust you. Oftentimes, we put that in the wrong people and the wrong things. We put the trust in our um, finances and in our income. We put our trust in the most reliable person that we know. And we put this pressure on ourselves to just, you know, kind of weed through the world to make sure that we only have reliable and trustworthy and consistent people. And you know what? Things change. People change. Not always for the worse, but you have to understand that this world was never wired for you to just trust people who had the same blood in them as you have, the same mission in life that you have. They're pretty much trying to get to their goals, get to their mission, and it's not personal. It was just never made for another co-lifer, if you will, to be able to support yours at all times. That wasn't their calling and it's unfair to place that on anyone no matter how reliable they are and some of us had a rocky start we had parents that wasn't the most reliable households that wasn't the most trustworthy we didn't feel the most comfortable in it so it's almost like asking you to do something that you've never been you've never seen so you don't have the muscle you've never been exercised in a way that you know oh okay You ever tried to work out and pick up a 100-pound weight the first time? Not going to happen. Not successfully. Not a whole rep. Mm Mm-mm, won't happen. So if you start to exercise the muscle of just coming to God real and saying, Hey, I know I'm supposed to trust you. I have a plethora of experiences that go against that for the people that I can see. Can you orchestrate in my heart how to do that? Because I want to. Just give God your want to. Because trust is deeper than seeing someone. You can't see the person processing your check every two weeks. You can't see the person or didn't see the person that created your form of transportation you weren't in the lab like mm, wait, wait what y'all doing with that steering wheel oh, okay after cool got it you wasn't overseeing that there's a lot of different things you weren't over the shoulder of your doctor while they were studying we can go through a whole smorgasbord list of things so you can trust something you can't see now it's time to trust the one that you can't. But you know what the beauty is about God? He's not limited to what you see. I don't know a person walking that says, "I see God." That's why I trust Him. Not tangibly, not Him in His whole awesomeness. Not you can't. It's too. We we just we're not wired to do that. He didn't wire that. But you know what? You can sense Him. For every believer that is seeking him, he said, you knock, the door shall be open, you ask, it shall be received. You can sense him. You can feel him, you can hear him. And it may not sound like, you know, Mufasa James O Jones with it, but it'll sound a lot like you have maybe a quiet conversation in your inner being and he'll start to use outer circumstances to answer you. And you're just like, that was nobody but God. Cause I didn't tell nobody. I I didn't, I didn't post this on social media. How is it that all of a sudden, all the things are aligning to the little questions that I had within myself or the things that I was kind of exploring? God, is that you? Newsflash? Yes. And when you start to work the muscle of any area of your life, you will start to see the results. Trust is literally a muscle that you need to continuously to work at and recline in. You need to use it all the time because every portion of your life is going to require a level of trust. Otherwise, there will be no reason to try anything, be it new, be it familiar, be it whatever. And so just reading that whole thing about trust and mistrust and the first year of life, I'm like, man, so we come locked and loaded already with, I've either learned for these last 12 months to trust people or I've I've learned I got to do it myself. Maybe that's why we have toddlers that are so just like, you know what, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna try to figure out what's going on in this kitchen myself because nobody's answering me. I'm screaming, I'm crying, y'all not answering. I'm going to climb out this crib I'm going to figure it out. So are we doing that in the adult form? Are we like, you know what, I prayed that one time and it didn't happen the way that I wanted it to, so now I'm going to make it happen? And sometimes God loves us enough that he's like, you know what, I'll even allow you to be under the impression that you did make that happen. How foolish of us to think we operate the car. That when we put our key in the engine, you know, the ignition, that us sitting in that car, turning that key, adjusting a gear or two and pressing on the gas, that's why the car moved. It was us? Please don't be that foolish. Do you know how many different mechanical things is going on behind the scene? You know how many, you can go right now, do that same exact thing in any given car, in a junkyard right now. Guess what? It won't move. It won't. Because newsflash, we don't move nothing. There are certain mechanics that go along with that. That when we then give our presence, our yes, our want to to a situation, now it's working. You know how many different drivable cars are in car sales lots right now, but there's no one to drive it? So it's a hand-in-hand kind of thing is what I'm saying. Please don't think that you were the one who got you through school. You were the one that, you know, your intellect and your networking, that's what got you the job. And you know what? You saved that much money, so that's why you got the house. Let me explain something to you. If we really stopped making God so small, making ourselves so big, we would really have a real life check. I wish that God was able to show us the behind the scenes, like, listen, this is really how smart you really are the rest was us like real talk you still on a b c d e f g l m m o p like you still on the m o memo that's we put our supernatural the trinity put our supernatural on you and you were able to articulate l m n o p like i was shocked when i read job and he said he made the flamingos dumb i was like ooh, but why why'd you do that because he's god he can so what Right? And so when you think about the real trusting mechanism of, of it all, it always makes me feel you know sad for those of us that we felt like we had to get it because nobody was going to get it for us. And that may have been the driving force to get out of a set, uncomfortable situation. But you know what? Once you get to a certain level of wisdom and you start to realize, man, it's not me after all, that's not the time to inherit anxiety. That's not the time to inherit mistrust. That is the time to say, okay, God, I've done it myself. It was hard. I got it from the trenches. I'm now gonna hand this over to you. Can you show me how to operate and recline in you and trust in you now? It's never too late to start that. Never too late. It's the one vehicle you're going to need in every area of your life, and every opportunity. You're going to have to just be able to trust the climate that we live in. You're going to have to just trust that when I pray over my kids and I send them to school, that they're going to be safe. You're going to have to trust that if you get pulled over by a police officer, that you know what, you're going to make it back home. Like whatever it is that is trying to combat with, no, I never had situation happen to me because I walked this particular path and I avoided these particular situations there is no formula to oh that's why you got it and I think life does us a disservice because you know if you study really 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 hard you pass the test and if you you know if you have the uh, the degrees behind such and such then that's why he got that particular uh you know job and it's all these different criterias but you know what the only criteria to trust is just to do it it's just to have it God elevates who he wants. We don't get to choose who we, who we trust in, whether ourselves or God. And when you think about it, you really don't know enough to lead your life, to do anything else outside of just, you know what, just lead me, God, so I can follow. That That's your best bet. Trusting may be difficult for a lot of us because what we experienced. Please don't give people the power to make it where the people you've seen makes you distrust the God that's living in you. And the reason why I said a little earlier that you can, you know, you're not limited to just what you physically see. You sense God because he does live in you. If you're born again and you said the prayer of salvation, the power, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same power that is living within you. You'll have peace in situations you won't understand. You'll have clarity in cloudy situations when everybody else is confused. You'll have a clear direction when it's dark. He'll provide a light, a lamp unto your feet. There is something powerful when you get behind the trust of God. He is so magnificent, powerful. There's so many great ways to describe him, but the bottom line is that he is God. And when you get behind a God that big with that much love for you, that really has a great plan for your life, that wants to see you succeed, that said, I will never leave. I will never forsake. You can depend on me. I've been the same that I was yesterday, today, tomorrow. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to do to you what mommy did to you. I'm not going to do to you what father did to you. You may have some earthly situations that happen. You may have some church hurt. You may have put your trust in some people at work and they kind of did you over, but that would never be God. And so when you tap into the trust of God, those old wounds from other people, those wounds that were on your heart, those war stories that you've collected on your being will be smoothed over. Because when you start to trust in God he will transform whatever it is that anyone did before you just resting in that trusting in him is such a privilege it's just and it's free free anybody can do it if you want to or you'll have the alternative, which is you got to figure out how you're going to get out that situation. You got to figure out how you're getting ready to pay that bill. You got to figure out what you're getting ready to do next. You got to figure out how you're going to pick up and start all over again. You, 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 and that's a lot of pressure. You are going to figure out your entire life or a big circumstance that feels bigger than you. You're going to figure that out. Shouts out to you for putting that much pressure on yourself, but you don't have to. You don't have to. You ever seen someone who had a situation that was outrageous and they seemed peaceful and you were like, I don't get it. I just, I couldn't do it. You ever thought maybe that that's not them operating in themselves? That you could possibly get a slither of that pie too? by just clicking it off and turning it on like god is so confident in self he's like try me read the bible he says try me like you i'm not i'm yeah i'm undefeated when it comes to being trusted and when you look at the greats in the bible you like how you know i was thinking about it the other day i said listen he showed Moses two things around that burning bush. He showed him how to put his hand inside of his coat so that he could take away the leprosy. And then he showed him that when he threw the staff and it became a snake, hold it by the edge of, uh, you know, the end of the tail. And that's all he was armed with. That's it. It took trust for Moses to go with the let my people go stance and to see the very two things that God showed him in a private setting, so it had to be God, that somebody else was able to do too. Honestly, if, and I'm going to put myself out there, if that were me, if I was Mozia Moana, you know, um, I would have been like, hmm, Okay, I think I may have misheard. Um, Y'all, thanks for hearing me. Y'all boys be good. And I would have walked out because as far as I know, I was only armed with two things. Moses kept going back. Now, we know some consistent people. We know some persistent people. They start with children. Mommy, 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 to the point that you're like, if you don't answer that boy, he's not going to stop. Please answer him now, right? But you're talking about persistence and you getting ready to walk into a situation you've never been in to make a request that you don't know how it's going to go and you only got two, you only armed with two ways to do it. Like if you really read that exchange between Moses and Pharaoh, that exchange, it was like maybe eight, nine plagues before, before, and I think it was the latter portion, maybe about six or seven plagues before Moses started doing stuff that the magicians of the palace was like, oh, I don't know how to do that one, bro. He he may just be from God. Mm-hmm, may just be. But again, what if Moses put the trust in himself? That all he was able to physically see is that he can only do two things. So after two, let my people go, it just would have been a wrap. Like, okay, well, that's all I got. And I think God purposely did that to show there is a limit to what you can do. But if you align that up with me, it's Master P with it. It's no limit. You see what I'm saying? Why don't you tap in to what seems to your feeble mind? unrealistic. Really get to a place that you like God and be honest. Everybody want to be the 100 emoji, be that with God. I want to trust you at a rocky start. You know, just pour out. I want to, I don't know how, can you just show me? And it could be something, you know, simple. Because we, we do it in, in small stuff. You see your gas tank E, like, oh, God, oh, get me home. Don't let me be on the side of this road, please. Oh, now you want to trust, hmm? You want to trust now? What's that? Will you say I'm sorry? Speak up, can't hear you, hmm? But the wonderful thing about God, his line is never busy. You don't have to leave him no voicemails. He's accessible. He loves you. That's not a cliche, something to just say around. I know we throw that around. Jesus loves you. God loves you. Yeah, you know, But he really does. Align yourself and your want to and your yes with God. Put your trust into the creator that says, I have greatness ahead of you. You trust me? Let's get it. Like That's what he's pretty much saying. You know, that's a new living translation in my head, okay? But don't let your past and your foundational years and certain situations with certain people limit how you trust a God that just wants you to have it all. He just wants you to have it in his way and he wants to develop your character and so he's allowing certain things to shape that but you got to trust that it's all working out for your good. And so, when you get off this call, I want you to sit, even if it's for five minutes, two to five minutes, and just say, "God, I want to trust. Can you help me?" And oh my goodness, what He will do! What He now? Don't don't test Him. If you will put hundred dollars in my account, now come on, you know, just let's be wise. There's something that I've been struggling with and I don't want to struggle in it no more because I want the life that you've called me to have. I want to start over. Shake on it, Lord. Okay, great. But do that. And just see what happens. Take your trust out of the inconsistent people and feeble mind of yourself and put it in a guarantee. It's like transferring your money from check-ins to savings. Let it grow some interest, shall we? i think this was awesome if nothing else this call helped me like seriously just to see trust in a whole different way let's just make a campaign on trust where every time you want to revert back to your old self of that bill came in okay i'm gonna take on fifteen hundred million jobs it's like "Ah." can we pray first can we ask god how he wants you to cast your net out with the resumes so that you're not spending all your weekend all your free time just getting frustrated because you're sending your resume out and nobody's answering you and it's frustrating you but guess what when peter was out there on that boat and he was out there all night and he didn't catch any fish and jesus was like yeah um put it to the uh right sir and Peter had a little bit of frustration in him he was like okay I was out there all night but if you say so I mean just and he caught so many fish that he had to call on help like yeah y- y- y'all need to help me because the fish was breaking the net it was that many so people were able to him just putting that little bit of trust even though it came with a smickle of shade and pettiness if you say so that people were able to benefit from that one act of trust my goodness, what happens if you really got what God and was like, you show me what to do? I mean, I'm getting excited for you, to be honest. But we are talking longer than we usually. No, because, you know, I get excited about some stuff, about some change. I want change to break free. I want chains to break free off of people. I want people to start seeing, you know what? I'm not bound to my next big idea. I'm not. I'm gonna depend on a big God and that's how we're gonna live the rest of my life. And I'm not where I need to be in my trust, but I'm gonna get there because I'm gonna be honest. Mm. Listen, get me listen. I know you got free mobile to mobile, but you gonna have me talk it all. I mean, cause I'm excited. And I love seeing that we can break through a thing and do some change and the dump, 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 dump. The champ is here like i got theme music behind you like ooh. all right listen come on i gotta i can't let me um i probably need to do a run or something get this energy off of me you understand i'm excited but i ain't gonna hold you as my nanny says yo get off the phone and get with god and see what he wants to do he probably got a you got mail inside of your soul right now. Like go ahead and answer that real quick. And I ain't gonna call you back. You call me back because I want to know what the mail was. And if he said don't tell me, then you know just be obedient. I'm a little bit nosy, but I don't want you to be disobedient. You know. All right. I told you later. All right. Go go because we're gonna keep talking. Go. All right. Later.